Hey, today we're going to be talking about behavior change again. And this time we're talking about the four laws of habits. Habits obviously make up a massive part of what it is that we're, we're doing with this program. And what I want to do is I want you to make sure that you understand the how to construct a habit or how a habit is constructed. So that then you can take advantage of that and actually use it to help basically make good habits stick, make them addictive, make you want to keep doing them but also eliminating bad habits, how to make them seem less appealing, make yourself less likely to do them, and ultimately make your life a lot easier. So before we start, I just want to quickly to, to run through what the problem is with regards to people's approach to habits. The first thing is, is that they're absolutely clueless how they work. I mean, most people don't even have any appreciation of how much of their life is actually operated through habit, let alone how to create one. What ends up happening is that they're frustrated. So people see, you know, they get they try and do a massive overhaul, they're massive trying to change everything once. And what they don't realise is that they've got thousands of little things, little routines, little habits they do every day that they're trying to they're trying to over overcome at once. And they they get frustrated and they eventually they give up, which is really not what we want. So what I'm gonna to do today is I'm gonna run through the basics, I'm gonna tell you how it all works, and then how you can apply it. So principle number one, now let's imagine like you are doing a home mobility routine every day. Let's say that. And it's something that I've given you to do. You've got some restrictions and stuff that we need to get ironed out before we basically improve or increase the intensity of your training. And so you're gonna try and go about it the smart way and you're gonna to try to make it as likely to happen as possible. The first thing that you need to do is that you need to, you need to make it obvious. So if you want to do something, you want it to be top of mind. And the way you can do this is it's kind of two things, really. The first thing is that you need to make sure that you've actually defined what it is exactly you're going to do. What you'll probably realize uh, very quickly is that whenever I ask you what you're going to do, the next thing I'll say to you is be more specific. Because the fact of the matter is, is if you say I might do some stretching later, that doesn't really have as much of a, of a ring to it as every night after dinner, um, before I go to bed, I go into my spare room and I do five minutes of hamstring stretching or something. If you actually have that specific action in mind, then you're much, much more likely to do it. It's not a guarantee, but it's a question of we're looking for marginal gains. The second thing is to actually align it with a different habit that already happened. So this is called habit stacking. And you, I would imagine, I would hope, already brush your teeth every evening. Um, what you can actually do is you can say, instead of saying, I'm going to do it after dinner, you can say, before I brush my teeth, I'm going um, to do my, my, my hamstring stretches, or whatever it is that you're doing. By actually putting those two, two things together and by linking it to a habit that already exists, you're much more likely to actually do it in the end. The last thing to do is a lot of the time, actually a lot of fixed stuff that happens at the same time every day only really happens at the beginning and the end of the day because actually the middle of the day can be quite varied. So one of the things that you can do is that you can set a reminder and you can basically say to yourself, I'm going to set a reminder on my phone to do X or to do my mobility routine, let's say, um, I don't know when you do it, let's say you're working from home to make it a little bit less weird and let's say you'll do it, you know, at 11 o'clock in the morning and I'll just have an alarm that goes off that reminds me to do it. All of these things actually just make the whole habit that you're trying to build a little bit more obvious and thus a little bit easier to do and more likely to get done. The second thing you need to do is you need, some, you need something appealing about it. You can't be, we are wired for short-term gratification as humans and the sooner that everyone accepts this and 
you know acts accordingly, the you know the, the quicker that everyone's actually going to make progress and make change. So what you need to do is you've kind of got two main avenues of this one. The first one is temptation bundling. Now, to give you an example, I have a client who is very keen to improve her cardio. She has a bike at home with one of those little spinny things where you cycle on a rolling road or whatever it is. Um, and in order to motivate herself to do it, she is currently watching a, I don't know what series it is, some kind of series. And she's only allowed to watch that series while she's on the bike. She does, I think the 30 minute episodes. So she does 30 minutes on the bike. She watches a series and then she goes away. Now, what she's actually doing is she's making the, the what might be quite a dull thing, this, you know, cycling in a room, um, which has great long-term gratification effects in terms of getting fitter, making it more immediately appealing by bundling it together with something that she actually does want to do that gives her that immediate gratification. Obviously, it requires a little bit of self-control in order to do that. But once you get into the habit of doing so, it actually becomes fairly normal. The second thing to do is to leverage a peer group. So on a smaller scale, you can do something like you can get your partner to join in, you can get the kids involved, depending on what it did. a stretching routine could be interesting with the kids. Um, but Or you can get an accountability buddy, a friend, um, or you can say, for example, I mean, this doesn't necessarily apply, but you can you know, go to a class or you can do something which is actually going to help you encourage you to do it by actually getting other people involved. We're very social and as a result, we should use that to our advantage. The next thing to do is to make it easy. The worst thing to do when you're trying to build a new habit is to try and build this enormous mountain of a task that seems completely insurmountable. What we want to do from the beginning is actually reward the action of doing something positive versus actually doing something amazing. Okay, we don't want to do something amazing from the beginning. What we want to do is we want to implement something that becomes a habit that we can then build on. So the first thing to do is to make it easy. So let's say that you're doing your, um, your mobility routine at home. The first thing to do is make success easy by actually making not doing it an, an effort. So in this particular instance, if you're doing it after or before you're brushing your teeth or whatever it is, then you leave your toothbrush in the spare room and so, you know, put a mat on the floor so that you have to walk past a mat on the floor, which is where you can do your stretching to pick up your toothbrush to then go back again. You're, you can see how you're much more likely, again, it's small increases, but you're much more likely to actually do it if you have to go out of your way not to do it. The second thing, and this is something that I hammer home with people all the, all the time, is minimum viable effort. So all you have to do is one stretch. All you have to do is 10 seconds. All you have to do is just you give yourself the sincere option to not go through the whole thing. Um, people, I, I try and encourage a lot of people to actually say, to, to use this kind of, this structure when they're doing their training. So I say, okay, you may not want to go to the gym in the evening, you may be tired, you may have had a stressful day, blah, 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 all these kinds of things that we all go through. I have it myself, despite what you might think, working in a gym with clients for 10 hours does somewhat you know, demotivate you to actually doing your exercise yourself. You kind of want to leave the gym and leave it behind. But we all need to exercise. I can't not exercise, let's be honest. So the thing that you need to do is you need to give yourself a sincere option to say, I'm just going to do 10 minutes. Just do the warm-up. Just do your stretches. Just do your activations. That counts as a success. And that means that that's something that you can tick off the list and you can say, I've done it. Now, you may not have done everything that you can do, but you don't have to do everything that you can do every time in order to make progress. What we want to do is we want to actually encourage the implementation of a repetitive habit, not, you know, run a marathon every week. That's not the point. So 
pull it down, make it easier. You always have the option to do more. Okay, you can always do extra if you feel like it, but if you don't feel like it, you still get a tick. The last thing to do is to make it rewarding. And that's basically either, you know, satisfying the, the craving that you had, or it's about trying to track results and build a habit streak to try and drive that long-term gratification. So short thing is listen to music that you said you'd listen to, talk to your partner, feel satisfied, feel relaxed from stretching. These are these are short-term rewards that are kind of intrinsic to the activity and things that you're going to happen either way. The second thing to do is to track your results. So if you, you know, do a, a toe touch test, let's say you're stretching your hamstrings and you're trying to touch your toes. If you take a picture of yourself trying to touch your toes every week after you've stretched, you'll notice that you're improving incrementally. That will help to actually develop the sort of immediate gratification of having done it. So you stretch yourself out, then you see how flexible you are. You stretch yourself out, you see how flexible you are. That gives you that immediate short-term gratification of, oh, I've done something really good here. The last thing, and this is something that I encourage everyone to do for at least some of the habits that they're working on, is to use a habit tracker to build a habit streak. This is kind of a new-ish kind of concept, which is basically gamifying your life, turning your life into some kind of video game. There's a habit tracker called um, Habit Ball, which is absolutely fantastic, right? And basically what it does is it allows you to track your success in different habits over the course of weeks and months. And it gives you stats, it gives you percentage, it gives you graphs, it gives you all the kind of stuff that people like me like. Um, and it basically makes habit, habits more rewarding because every day, at the end of the day, you get to tick off your, um, let's say we look at the thing, you get to tick off the fact that you've done your workout um, and you get an added addition to your streak. People love that stuff. I do, people do, it's great. Um, you can share your progress with me, that's also a secondary benefit. So you can take a, as this person's done, you can take a screenshot and you can say, um, here's what I've done and I can then, I can help you with that. And it's a clear, it's a clear progress ind indicator, which is going to help to maintain your motivation. The thing that we're looking for here is repetitive, positive action. That's the big indicator. That's what we're going for. If you're continually doing things correctly, then it's just a question of, of continuing to do it and you'll get there. The sort of outcome goal based measurements are a little bit more difficult. You know, things can fluctuate, things are outside of your control, but this you can just do, 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 do. And that's what we want to do. We want to actually get people doing stuff and making changes. So what do you do if you want to kick a bad habit then? Well, the actual, it's very simple. You do the exact opposite. So you can say, let's say for example, that I would like to stop my habit of eating crisps in front of the television right? I know it's no good for me. It doesn't make me very happy. It's something that I do just because I'm bored. I've decided I need to chop it out of my life, okay? So the first thing to do is to not make it obvious, but to hide it. So the, f the easiest way to hide food is to not order it in the first place. But let's say that it's already in the house because, you know, your partner likes crisps or your kids like crisps or something like that. Put it out of eyesight. That's the first thing to do. Just put it out of eyesight. If you have a cupboard that you go in regularly, don't put the crisps in the cupboard that you go in regularly. Put the crisps in a cupboard that you don't go into regularly so that you don't accidentally catch sight of them and then think, oh, hang on, because that's the thing that triggers the, the routine, right, is that you see the crisps. The second thing to do is to make it unappealing. Now, there are various ways you can go about this. I think in this situation, I think the way that I try to help people to make the eating of crisps less appealing is to remove the television aspect. 
So the thing that I like to do is I like to sit in front of the television and I like to put crisps in my mouth until the bag's empty, right? That's what I like to do. If you left me in a room with just a bag of crisps and in exactly that situation that I was in before, and you said to me, right, Jeff, eat the damn crisps, do what you like, then go back to watching the television. If I had to actually sit there and just look at the crisps and eat them and munch my way through them, I guarantee you I would get bored before the end of the packet of crisps because actually the problem is, is I don't want the crisps, I'm just bored. So these kinds of things can work and that's very specific to eating a bag of crisps, but basically you need to find a way to either remove the reward that you get from it or dissociate the habit from the reward so that it makes it less appealing. The third thing is to make it difficult. So in this instance, again, buying small bags of crisps as opposed to buying a, a share bag. So everyone knows a share bag is just a large single portion, right? <laughs> the uh, Basically, the thing that you can do is you can actually, if you buy multi-packs, you have to then buy a bag of crisps and you have to eat the bag of crisps and then you go for a second bag of crisps and then you to get the same amount of crisps as if you got a share bag. For most people, that will provide at least some kind of, um, of resistance, difficulty effectively, that means that they're going to eat less crisps over the course of their lifetime, let's say. So try to actually, you know, make it a little bit more difficult so that you're less likely to do it as often. The last thing to do is to make it unrewarding. In the same way as tracking your positive habits um, makes things more addictive and makes things more rewarding by actually journaling things, bearing in mind this, the caveat on this is, this is something that I don't want to do, by having to go at the end of the day and actually journaling that this is what I did, that's gonna give me that um, conscious acknowledgement of this is not something I want to do, I'm probably not gonna feel fantastic about it, and it's gonna make me less likely to do it again in the future, okay? You don't have to do all of these, you don't have to do any of them, but if you do some combination of these, this can really, really help to dull the appeal and to um, make bad habits more difficult and ultimately make you less likely to continue to do them. If you actually get control of this, then the implications are pretty profound, okay? Ultimately, what you can do is that you can build your perfect diet. You don't have to listen to what anyone else says, you can, basically build the habits that you want to build you can eat the way you want to eat and you can find the perfect balance to be honest you can apply it to pretty much anything it could be you know it doesn't necessarily have to be fitness and health related it can be this kind of thinking can be applied to anything so if you have any more questions about this uh, I'm always very happy to talk about behavior change it makes me very interested and very happy so uh, let me know otherwise I'm sure I'll speak to you very soon cheers